Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. 2 Chronicles chapter 3 Then Solomon began to build the temple of the Lord in Jerusalem on Mount Moriah, where the Lord had appeared to his father David. It was on the threshing floor of Aruna, the Jebusite, the place provided by David. He began building on the second day of the second month in the fourth year of his reign. The foundation Solomon laid for the building of the temple of God was 60 cubits long and 20 cubits wide, using the cubit of the old standard. The portico at the front of the temple was 20 cubits long across the width of the building and 20 cubits high. He overlaid the inside with pure gold. He paneled the main hall with juniper and covered it with fine gold and decorated it with a palm tree and chain designs. He adorned the temple with precious stones, and the gold he used was gold of parvium. He overlaid the ceiling beams, door frames, walls, and doors of the temple with gold, and he carved cherubim on the walls. He built the most holy place, its length corresponding with the width of the temple, 20 cubits long and 20 cubits wide. He overlaid the inside with 600 talents of fine gold. The gold nails weighed 50 shekels. He also overlaid the upper parts with gold. For the most holy place, he made a pair of sculptured cherubim and overlaid them with gold. The total wingspan of the cherubim was 20 cubits. One wing of the first cubit was five cubits long and touched the temple wall, while its other wing, also five cubits long, touched the wing of the other cherub. Similarly, one wing of the second cherub was five cubits long and touched the other temple wall, and its other wing, also five cubits long, touched the wing of the first cherub. The wings of these cherubim extended 20 cubits. They stood on their feet, facing the main hall. He made the curtain of blue, purple, and crimson yarn and fine linen, with cherubim worked into it. For the front of the temple, he made two pillars, which together were 35 cubits long, each with a capital five cubits high. He made interwoven chains and put them on top of the pillars. He also made a hundred pomegranates and attached them to the chains. He erected the pillars in the front of the temple, one to the south and one to the north. The one to the south he named Jachin, and the one to the north he named Boaz. And so, similar to the tabernacle of Moses, but different in several different ways, Solomon had built the temple, or was building the temple, according to the the new design that had been given to his father, David. And so in verse 1, Solomon began to build the temple of the Lord in Jerusalem on Mount Moriah, where the Lord had appeared to his father, David. Now, of course, this is um, during the outpouring of judgment that the Lord had brought on Jerusalem. The angel of the Lord was uh, striking people down in Jerusalem because David had taken a census of Israel. And David saw the angel up in this area, up above this threshing floor. 
David went up there, and, and the Lord stopped the hand of the angel from any further destruction. This Aruna, the Jebusite, saw the angel of the Lord. He was the owner of the place, the property, which apparently was being used as a threshing floor. And this uh, threshing floor site, David asked if he could uh, make a sacrifice to the Lord there and if he could buy the property. And, of course, this Aruna, the Jebusite, um, sold the place to David, and David made a sacrifice to the Lord. Now, this threshing floor is on the Temple Mount and uh, Mount Moriah, which is believed to be the same place that Abraham went with his son Isaac for the binding and the proposed sacrifice of Isaac, which, thank God, didn't have to occur because God provided a substitute, a substitutionary sacrifice. So this is Mount Moriah very specifically designated by the Lord as the place he would make his name great, the place he would receive offerings. So Solomon began to build on the second day of the second month in the fourth year of his reign. So Solomon had been king for four years. He had been making preparations. Of course, David and many others going back to Samuel had made contributions for the future temple. And so all these materials were now gathered and um, And construction starts. In verse 3, the foundation Solomon laid for the building of the temple of God was 60 cubits long and 20 cubits wide. Now, this is uh, roughly double the size of the tabernacle of Moses, approximately 90 feet long by 30 feet wide. Just so you have a, a middle picture, approximately 90 feet long and 30 feet wide. The old tabernacle of Moses approximately 45 feet long and 15 feet wide. So hence uh, the doubled dimensions. In verse uh, 4, he overlaid the inside with pure gold. He paneled the main hall with juniper and covered it with fine gold. He decorated it with palm trees and chain designs. He adorned the temple with precious stones. And the gold he used was a very, very fine gold. He put it on the carved cherubim. He built the most holy place and um, covered all of that with gold. It says specifically that um, a great deal of gold was used for two sculptured cherubim. Uh, They were huge between them and their wingspans. They covered the full width of the temple and all overlaid with gold. And then he made um, uh, what must have been the veil between the most holy place and the holy place in verse 14. He made the curtain of blue, purple, and crimson yarn and fine linen with cherubim worked into it. Now, why do I say that must be the veil? Because of the cherubim worked into it. In the tabernacle of Moses, there were three different curtains, but only the one to the Holy of Holies, leading to the Holy of Holies, had the imagery of the cherubim. And we're led to believe that the cherubim are constantly in the presence of Yahweh. They are perhaps the ones that bear his throne. And so the cherubim in proximity to this curtain or being woven into this curtain would indicate that this is the the veil. Now, there are two new components in this temple that did not appear in the tabernacle of Moses. We find out later they were made of bronze. But on the front of the temple, he put together two pillars And it gives the dimensions. These were huge and interwoven with chains on the top of the pillars and pomegranates. And the one to the south, he named Jachin, and the one to the north, Boaz. Now, these two names, they're very interesting. Jachin means, in Hebrew, he shall establish. 
And Boaz means in him is strength. So these these pillars holding up the temple represented Yahweh holding up the temple. They were huge bronze pillars. And um, uh, with the names, whoever heard of naming a pillar, you know, but these were named symbolically to represent Yahweh. He shall establish and in him is strength. And so the symbolism is is rich in the temple. Again, um, many of the the materials, um, blue, purple, crimson yarn, fine linen, the gold, the silver, the all of this. Gold represents God's deity. Silver speaks of his refining and our redemption and atonement. Brass, these brass or bronze pillars, speak of God's judgment or the removal of judgment in the case of the bronze altar where judgment can be taken away. Blue, which is um, lavishly used in this, this curtain and in other places in the temple, speaks of heaven. Purple speaks of royalty. Scarlet or crimson represents the blood sacrifice. And then finally, the finely woven linen represents the righteousness of God's people or the holiness of God's people. And so, Father, we thank you for the details concerning the temple that Solomon built. We thank you that um, this man, Aruna the Jebusite, sold the property to David, the place where, where God had ordained that he would receive sacrifice from David and the place he chose to put his name. We thank you, Lord, that to this day, that site is known on Mount Moriah, and Jews from around the world gather daily at the Wailing Wall, the foundational place where the temple once stood, to worship the God of Israel. We pray, Lord, that you would once again be worshipped on that temple mount in the way that you desire. We thank you for the sacrifice of Jesus that took place on that same mountain. And Lord, 3,000 years before, we thank you for the imagery with Abraham and his son Isaac going through the motions of what you would have to do with your own son and allowing him to be the sacrifice. We bless you, Lord. We bless the Jewish people. We bless your purposes in the earth. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.